Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup. In today's episode, we have Julie taking the helm back on Amazingly, leading us on a topic of managing PPC when tech is melting down. Anyone who has been on social media, I want to say on Twitter, but on social media would have heard that, yeah, with Elon Musk taking over, everybody's in a bit of a kind of clamor and a little bit of a shock and a little bit of a confusion as to how long will you know your communities will be on twitter trying to find alternatives like slack and that kind of stuff a lot of people have stopped their twitter advertising so yeah it's very interesting times and don't you for a minute think that you know even because it's social media it's not something that will affect ppc it's definitely going to affect ppc we had lots to say about it and the effect it's having on our account so far things we're looking out for things we're trying to prepare for ways we're communicating it with clients so yeah we're going to talk all about that so yeah hope you enjoy Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I'm recording from my studio here in London, UK and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go to if you don't make it to the ppc chat live discussions and even if you do then like follow share and retweet and that's right twitter with my handle the marketing anu or why don't you join us on our linkedin group which is the ppc chat roundup or if you're on instagram please check us out at ppc chat underscore roundup to catch the quotes and snippets from the previous episodes so yeah we have julie taking the helm again on this chat taking us on the topic about managing ppc when tech is melting down but first how we're all doing she herself had a recently she says a minor surgery but surgery surgery she had that last monday it's taken a lot longer than she was told that it to fully recover. So yeah, that's why it was Dwayne Brown. I imagine that helped lead us in our chat last week. But yeah, I hope she's feeling well and hope she had that full recovery comes quickly. Before we do a roll call, Judy gives our PSA as usual, saying before we get to the questions, this chat is intended for PPC professionals of all levels. If you have something you want to share, please do. We are a friendly and supportive community. Please don't be afraid to participate. Lurkers are, of course, always welcome two yeah we have a few of our usual suspects i think did kirk williams join the chat today i'm not sure i saw a tweet from him there but we also definitely have boris beckerick we have lawrence chase julia vice throwing some very feisty answers but also ones that made me laugh but we'll get to that later on and we have online advertising academy they call themselves i think they're the ones the guys that sponsor the Razor profile in case you missed this post that she does. Anyway, we also have Kurt Henninger and a few others as we'll get through as we go through the chat. But yeah, very lively chat today. Loads of people having opinions as to the knock-on effect of Elon Musk's Twitter world and Twitter days. So yeah, let's get straight into question one. With all the terrible news layoffs it's not just twitter we've had amazon as well we've had lyft i think uber amazon yesterday i heard that they're planning ten thousand layoffs uh, yeah 
Facebook, well, Meta also had some layoffs. Anyway, but with Twitter especially, what is your biggest concern in all of this with regard to PPC? Jacqueline Forster responds saying, my biggest concern is that customers get suspicious about every tech company service, even given that Elon just does. Trust is easily lost. Yeah, a very legit concern. Julia Vice goes, platform stability and support a lot of the people let go directly. Support Canadian teams and all these platforms are self-serve. I'm less confident in these platforms to keep running well right now. Sean Ellie responds saying most of our clients' budgets are on Google and Microsoft, but I guess this could cause more advertisers that were diversifying spend into the more stable platforms and create more competition, higher CPCs. And this is the feisty answer <laughs> right off the bat that Julia Vice gave. She goes, what stable platforms truly like just 100% budget in Pinterest or... And Sean Ellie goes, yeah, haha, good point or in terms of more stable platforms. And Julia Vice goes, sorry, wasn't yelling at you, just feeling a bit unstable myself these days. <laughs> Sean goes, didn't take that it that way at, at all. I laughed. Yeah, that was a funny response. There just doesn't seem to be any platform really that is stable. So yeah, when Sean said stable platforms, that hit on earth. <laughs> Julie then responds saying, with layoffs, I'm concerned about platform support getting worse, which is already a low bar, holding my breath, waiting waiting for Twitter to just stop working. The drama here is unreal. If it were a movie script, it surely would be sent back for rewrite as too much. Yeah, very much so. Lawrence goes, I suspect Twitter is going to go through some stuff, but guessing it will still be here. I agree with him. I'm literally like, I've always diversified. I was always strong on LinkedIn, but I think Twitter is still going to be here. And he continues, I just don't see another platform that has the same level of interaction for discussion like Twitter does. The users will be more apt to keep it alive than the company itself. Absolutely agree. Jacqueline goes, have you checked out Mastodon already? It looks very promising and feels a bit like the earlier Twitter. But then that's the thing. We don't want the earlier Twitter when it was broken, very hard to sign up. We want Twitter that is easy to use. So yeah, Jacqueline, like I know some other people were like, you know, in terms of getting onto Mastodon, we shouldn't worry about that. We all struggled with Twitter at some point. But dude, haven't we dealt with enough to not want to struggle? I that just that's just me. I don't want to struggle with social media. Talk less of everything else in the world there is to struggle with. I responded saying I'm anticipating seeing the true branding effect of Twitter meaning the PPC performance might drop because of shaky top of funnel activity. Lawrence responds to question one saying, honestly, getting even worse customer service or the tools becoming even more cumbersome to use. We have all experienced the extreme slowness of Google these days. It could get worse. Julie goes, yes, just being able to use platforms and have them function as we expect them to does not feel like a given right now. You are not kidding uh, julie lawrence responds a lot of the staff that has been let go has been engineering and customer service i am guessing and fraser andrews goes yeah just the 14 minutes today to get through anyway moving on so boris Beckerick responds to question one saying i've seen a couple of my direct contacts being let go support inevitably is going to get worse stability as well it's not like meta has been a joy to work with in the past Hector responds to question one saying for the coming years acquisition especially for b2b via ppc is gonna get harder than ever ever layoffs are decreasing employees reliability and income recessions decreasing purchasing power data frauds are increasing day by day brands need to reconsider 
And then we have the Online Advertising Academy responding to question one saying lack of performance from ads, which affects business owners, agencies, software companies, and many businesses connected to PPC ads. And then Julie takes us on to question two saying, have your clients or stakeholders expressed any concerns about the state of the tech platforms and companies? If so, what are they worried about? Yeah, quite a few things. Julia Vice starts us off saying my public sector clients are very concerned about misinformation and campaign controls on Twitter. And all my clients have questions about support from the various platforms. Actor then gives another answer to question one saying recently a company called Tokensoft leaked the data of their 5,000 KYCD users, including addresses and KYC info. Anyone know what KYC stands for? Please let me know. Anyway, data leaks like this is more concerning for me and layoffs are somewhat indirectly responsible for this. It's scary and I'm thinking about data theft. Lawrence responds to question two saying, I think clients get more annoyed with me saying the word algorithm than about the platforms. LOL, the privacy, changing the pixels, how analytics is connected are all still pretty annoying and serious things Google has thrown at brands, but they are easy, right? Julie now responds to question two, saying my clients haven't brought it up specifically. They are concerned about the overall economy though, and the increasing costs of PPC. Lawrence responds, this is a big concern. I have had clients ask why we have to pay more to get the same revenue. The CPCs have definitely negatively impacted businesses. Some businesses cannot necessarily sustain it and Google will find that out. Julie responds saying, especially as we head into a new year, I am telling all of my clients that they cannot expect to spend the same dollars in 2023 and get the same results. Goes over even less well with recession in the mix, but it doesn't make it any less true. Lawrence responds saying, I feel I have to be honest with them that the platforms will raise the cost of doing business. It would not be right if I did not do that. Except goes, what, especially in the economy recessions? And uh, yeah, so she asks us, PBC chat community, have your clients brought up cost cutting concerns? How are you answering these questions and can reconsidering customer acquisition, activation and retention strategies? Julie responds to that also the platforms with the exception of Twitter now are publicly traded companies. There is immense pressure for them to hit expectations, which is always growth or their stocks take a hit in value. It is a mirage that is starting to unravel. And Ekta goes, yeah, I see brands as providing demand to brands which are advertising. I think these platforms, employees are at a huge ride or die kind of gamble. And we have Boris responding to question two saying they've always been irritated with the way support works and the agenda their account reps have. So nothing much has changed on that front. Kurt Henninger responds saying decreased ad tech support from the platforms to question one. Sam responds to question two saying biggest one has been Twitter since the ownership transfer. I think just about every brand we work with has expressed serious concerns about impersonation, brand safety and platform performance. Julie goes, none of mine are advertising here currently, but that is a huge and legitimate concern. Sam goes, not all of ours are either, but I think everyone has seen the Eli, Lily and Tesla impersonations 
and gotten very nervous. Also, we now have to rewrite social listening queries to flag potential impersonations, accounts, not just mentions of the brands. And uh, Julia Vice responds, all it takes is one platform to perform well and not do layoffs. That's it. No other forward action and TikTok. I mean, someone will get a major bump of market share, organic and paid. Lawrence goes, TikTok has the audience and can absolutely take revenue share away from the big platforms easily. Not seeing a lot of actual innovation coming from the other platforms right now. So the market is primed for something to happen for companies like TikTok or others. Julia Vice responds, I mean, they have a verification system. They have platform support. They have preferred rates. If I were them, I'd get a giant straw and drink everyone's milkshake. Sam goes, honestly, the only thing TikTok needs is creative support plus a decent agency partnership program. Most established SMBs and enterprise clients I know are terrified of looking stupid on the platform. Successful creative on TikTok looks very different. Julia Vice responds, it sure does. They're pivoting creative support into the partner program. They're singing the song of partnering with creators to make content well. They don't want agency partnership. They want direct, just like everyone. And then we have Online Advertising Academy responding, saying, getting conflicting advice from agencies and directly from Google, saying a Google rep called us and said, we need to get our optimization score up immediately. Can you work on that now? To which agencies have to argue with their clients to not listen to Google. It always sounds like, you know, very unintuitive to say, do not listen to Google. Even for me, having worked in, in, in this industry for over 12 years and knowing that you shouldn't listen to Google all the time, even that whole, that statement still gets me that Google, your trust levels have staggered, have reduced gone down the longer we've been here so anyway julie replies to that saying ah oh, this and when they send threatening emails that's my favorite yeah lawrence goes i have the conversation with any new client right off that google today is not the same google of five years ago they are sales reps and they are pushing an internal agenda Sam responds, this has just become a standard part of our onboarding process, providing clients with information on Google's reps, sales tactics, plus general tomfoolery. This is also why one, I'll never charge a percentage of ad spend. Two, I refuse to participate in any program that requires us to manage an ad account in a way that conflicts with our client's best interest. Lawrence responds to that saying, yeah, I wouldn't ever do that either. I have been asked by folks why, and this is exactly why I want my clients to always know I will do 100% what benefits them, not me. If I do well for them, it benefits me by me having a job. And then talking about the whole conflicting advice from agencies and, you know, Google reps calling to say that optimization score needs to go up immediately. Fraser Andrews responds to that saying, this is a big one. Literally had this today. I asked the rep to join both myself and the client on the call and it was an eye opener. And then Online Advertising Academy responds, I don't think the reps know, but Google certainly knows these are bad suggestions, but they hope it will get a quick bump in spend, but followed by turning ads off for lack of results. And then we have Kurt Henninger responding to question two saying, no real change lately. It's pretty clear to them that the ad platforms work for their own agenda, 
not the clients. Yeah, I'm hoping a lot more people are realizing this now. Exa responds to question two saying, yes, they wish to learn how they can be better than their competitors because of, again, recession, data leaks, cutting costs in the operation, not responsible for bringing revenues. Brands are reconsidering their strategies to be distinct and noticeable. Info C, she puts, anyway, info season. And we have Sean Ellie responding saying, minus the atrocious support in inverted commas, can we even call it that anymore? Clients don't seem to know much about the platform instability. Currently trying to get refunds from Meta and Google for mistakes with their system and clients are getting frustrated. Ah, annoying. Amit Cabra, hello Amit, goes, we've been in the same boat. A few clients called their CC client contact and got the charges reversed saying that it was a fraudulent which worked. Sean Ellie responds, this might have to be the route we take. Meta has sent over five emails saying their investigation will take 24 to 48 hours. That started in September. Yeah, and Amit goes, I've been receiving those since June. It's rough out there. Their hair is rough out everywhere with platforms and, you know, click fraud. And it still makes me think about the click fraud companies and how much they're doing and, you know, whether it's a viable business. Because, yeah, Google is already seeming to be very much and Google and, and Meta where they are not doing well and it's easy to really just complain to them and say that, hey, that was not right and it's easy to prove that. Anyway, I'm hoping those guys aren't working well. John A. Kagan responds to question two saying, everyone is avoiding Twitter like the plague. That is about it. And then we have Julie taking us on to question three saying, have you seen any impact on platforms on which you are managing advertising? If so, what have you experienced? Julia Vice gets in answering that one saying, weirdly, no, but in the sense that the platforms have been so janky the last little while and support so bad that it's kind of business as usual, but with heightened attention. Lawrence responds to that saying that not yet, but if the layoffs means I get less calls from Facebook and Google experts in inverted commas, I mean sales teams. I am okay with that. Actor goes LOL, but it also means onboarding more untrained newbies, which can increase lower quality sales calls. Lawrence goes, I don't believe many of us take the calls anymore now anyway they all say the same thing and the call is not worth the time anymore and Hector goes I mean more outreaches I have noticed outreach on my emails not even used on any tools so data leaks are the biggest concerns for me every time stealing even a fraction of a second of my life and we have Sam responding to question three saying costs are weird. Some clients have definitely felt the higher ad costs, while others have certainly not. It's certainly not like it was in Q1 or Q2 where everything was going up. There's clearly some economic impacts being felt in certain sectors. Julie responds to question three saying not seeing anything directly yet. Hard to imagine support getting worse, but of course it always could find a way. Hoping it won't mean issues take longer to get resolved either for specific accounts or within platform functionalities. Julia Vice responds, pro tip, if you have anything that can be construed as a social issue, 100% of my PS buys, you need support because they all get flagged. Very concerned that governments will effectively not be able to communicate because of support loss. And especially when Mr. Mr. Musk decided to fire all comms team at Twitter, how are we communicating with you know twitter support how are you communicating with anybody so yeah weird one 
Shanelli responds to question three saying, like most people, we're seeing little to no assistance from the platform, but I would say that started during COVID and may not be directly related to recent layoffs. It was has felt like Google has been extra slow buggy lately, but again, had to determine causation there. Boris responds to question three saying, I mean, all the platforms have been behaving weirdly for a while now, so it's probably not a direct result of layoffs. I feel like Twitter could break at any moment though. Yeah, that's why we're all moving to LinkedIn and Instagram. Don Gagan responds saying, we're allocating social budget out of Twitter, but the inflation costs of search aren't leading to one-to-one growth when we reallocated. Hector responds, yeah, rising CPCs, rising CPAs, less demand, customers getting laps from the funnels easily and settling for limited wants, marketing decisions, moikas, jobs at stakes with every decision, etc. Revenue retention is getting harder than revenue generation. And Julie gives another answer to question three, saying that being said, there is weirdness happening in Google ads, but there tends to be regular weirdness in, on all platforms. So it can be hard to tell when it is beyond the baseline. Hector also responds to question three saying inside the platforms, I have noticed fluctuating results more than ever. Platforms are punishing brands strictly for publishing policies, violations leading to increase in more gray hat and black hat advertising methods. It's getting hard to scale for brands. Boris continues, things also break more often, exhibit A, disapprovals for generic terms, etc. Hector continues, correct. Also for frequently used terms sometimes. Ooh mostly most disapprovals anyway julie takes us on to question four second to last question asking are you rethinking any of your strategies with the upheaval with the platforms and in tech in general for q4 2022 and or beyond julia vice gets in on that saying yes not directly related to the last two weeks only two weeks but we're adjusting how we buy on meta the planner can't effectively show what investment is needed so we're doing something new for 2023 twitter is down to client preferences in our response to question three in terms of seeing any impact on platforms which we're managing not yet but definitely eagle-eyed john kagan responds to question four saying chasing the money or the rowie before branding so more funds going to sem boris responds saying i don't have the expertise but i would love to move some of my clients towards inbound strategy do a lot more upper funnel campaigns etc also programmatic julia vice goes bigger programmatic with trusted partners and first party is a very positive change coming out of this boris goes yes i have had my reservations about programmatic but with the right strategy and vendor can work great Julia Vice goes, I'm managing the buy. You don't start untested with a whole budget. You take $10,000, see how it goes, and then scale up. It's interesting that 10000 has to be in a minimum. That does sound a lot. Or you try a different partner if it doesn't go how you want. Even failures are learnings 100%, as Lauren says. I absolutely agree with that as well. Julie also responds to question four saying, I feel like I'm always paying attention to both what's happening on the platforms, their fiscal health and the general economy, watching performance more closely with the upheavals happening. 
And in response to Boris, where Boris has said, I don't have the expertise, but I would love to move some of my clients towards an inbound strategy. Julia Vice goes bigger, programmatic with trusted partners and first party is a very positive change coming out of this. Boris goes, yes, I've had my reservations about programmatic, but with the right strategy and vendor can work great. Yeah, definitely. As we talked about programmatic, was it last week? No, not last week. Black Friday was last week, but the week prior. There can be a lot of done with programmatic, especially these days. Julia Weiss continues with that in terms of when Boris said with the right strategy and vendor, it can work great moving forward. And then we have Lawrence responding to question four saying, we are looking at all the channels and because of Google's changes, brands are starting to ask what is there outside Google? So Disney or Hulu, Spotify, TikTok, a lot of other platforms to test ads with in the coming year for brands. We will find what works. I love it. There's, I love Lauren's positivity and optimism in there. Love it. Sean Elliott then responds to question four saying, as we see more and more bugs, like conversions not being reported and campaigns blowing way past daily budgets, had a $300 campaign spent $1,300 last week. Okay, so I know you can do, yeah, 100% more. So twice as much, twice as much as 300 is 600, right? I was really good at maths. I'm sure that's right. It can't be 1,300. What the fudge, Google? Anyway, I continue to get wearier of automation in the platforms. Yes, that is what people are going to be. Google, I'm trying to get people to love automation. Help me, help me. Julie responds to that saying data loss is going to continue to be an issue going forward. We have work to do to get our clients and stakeholders comfortable with today's capability and limitations with regard to data. Boris goes, we kind of also set ourselves up for this for years. We've been selling the idea that everything can be tracked and Rowe can be tied to it. Julie goes, yeah, 100% attribution was absolutely oversold as being a lot more accurate than what it actually was. And that was with the fire hose of data, fire hose of data. I can just imagine some, a firefighter going through that. (laughs) That's what's in my mind right now. And Hector responds to, yeah, when Sean Ellie talked about, yeah, the overspend massive. Hector goes, it's like giving powers in the hands with no conscious. It's scary as you're taking responsibility for the actions of a piece of code. Your name and pay are at stake because someone messed up with integrations. Morris goes, it was just the algo testing some aggressive spend. Sean Ellie responds, the best part was the Google rep asking, well, did you see a big spike in conversions? No, there was zero conversions the entire day really so that is the good reason for spending a thousand dollars over the desired spend oh if their conversions came through why not and then it didn't come through so what was the point of that Hector responds to question four, saying, to be honest, I think we have to think beyond PPC space for customer acquisition, activation and retention. I'm working on digging in the rabbit hole of revenue, how to generate it and retain for every kind of digital and physical space. Would love to talk further here on it. And then Julie takes us on to the last question, question five, saying, what is your outlook for both the tech sector in general and PPC as we head into 2023? I imagine some really great advice here. Tim Halloran first answers question four, saying, yes, I, man, this is a long answer. But I guess if I had to sum it up, I'd say that I'm very aware of the tactics that could achieve the end goal, less worried about being diplomatic. More often now, tactics dictate strategy. Viability is the name 
of the game also have specifics when it comes to channel strategies I've changed. Difficult to write them all out in a tweet and keep the necessary caveats, but I'm more willing to play with programmatic and boutique social if given experiment budget. Sure bets are usually Google search because yeah, they have the volume there now. Going on to our first answer of question five, which the question about what's your outlook for both tech in and PBC as we head into 2023, Julia Vice goes, mess. Just get ready to be very confident in your knowledge. Be transparent with your advice and do not overpromise. Expect mayhem and trust your gut. Test, test, test and test again. Nothing is given. Boris goes, yeah, mayhem in, in terms of a gift. Julia Vice goes, I mean, that's what happens. It just takes a few trolls with an opportunity and blammo brand safety. Who? Yeah, Fraser Andrews pretty much reiterates the same thing. Dave Gallego's response to question five saying less meta or Google duopoly, more programmatic plus an improved analytics to better measure incrementality. Julie goes, yeah, I'd say determined. It is going to be rough sledding for a while, but I have been through periods like this before. So I know that you can always find a way. I love it when someone with 20 plus years talks in this industry. Be ready to be flexible and deal with setbacks, platforms going wonky, etc. Kurt Henninger goes, tech sector in general, less free money and more belt tightening. Those that aren't profitable are going to die out, sort of like the dot-com bust. PPC, more data obfuscation, less less control, no more match types is coming. Yeah, we're going to get to a point where it'll be broad. I'm broad alone. Oh God, I'm scared. Lawrence responds to question five saying, as bad as this seems, I think the outlook is very good overall. As advertisers, we have so many options moving forward. TikTok, Twitch, Amazon, Disney or Hulu, Spotify, LinkedIn, and many more platforms. We just have to find what works. He continues as an agency or freelancer. This is where I say we should be saving for that rainy day when business could slow down for us. I have been through downturns before and there is still more biz than folks to execute. But you should always have that rainy day fund. Julie goes agreed and some clients will freak out as the economy gets worse, but won't retain them all. But that is okay. There is always support out there. Sometimes you have to work a bit harder to find it, but it is there. So yeah. There's always an opportunity somewhere. Boris responds, I think tech is going to suffer. We're going to have to deal with the issues we've been seeing for the last years, but in a more volatile world than before. But we can pull through and maybe some new platforms come from this that help disrupt the current players. They need to work a lot harder in terms of actually doing the disrupt. So yeah, I hope it does get better. John Kagan just gives a gif of this is fine and a random dog in the midst of a fire sitting down doing nothing. So there's that. Sam responds to question five saying, yeah, bullish. There are certainly challenges, technical, logistical, economic, personal, but overall people aren't using the internet less. They aren't relying on major platforms less as PPC practitioners evolve or die is how we've lived forever. So shrug. Yeah, I agree with that. Hector responds saying, yeah, for tech, understand the functionality and use it whenever necessary. Don't rely blindly. Tech sector will get more policies as it'll become Silicon Valley style culture with PPC. I would say tech plus human psychology plus brand narrative plus trust equals to profit. I love the way how she puts that. Sean Ellie goes hopeful with more eyes on what is happening in tech. It might 
actually lead to meaningful changes. Opportunity for better platforms short term will be rough, but I'm still optimistic for the future. I respond to this saying, I think we are going to see a few more social media platforms try to appease the angry ex Twitter advertisers market. You know, so I don't think there is one doing it great just yet, but I feel it's coming. So Mastodon is out there, but I think there's a better one that could come out of it, especially if all the ex Twitterers band together and get galvanized on that. Bigger platforms have come out of smaller companies, right? Company sizes. So yeah, that brings us to the end of this chat for today. I hope you found that very insightful, useful, taking some great takeaways. That's more of a overall strategy that we gave like future of paid search and i hope it does make you feel hopeful i know the likes of julie vice who does know what knows does know what she's talking about saying that it might be the future might be a mess for us but i feel that if you're on top of it if you're prepared for the mess you'll be able to get through it and that's what the point of all these chats are like you know helping each other to prepare for what the future is going to come with so that we're not in a state of just complaining of all the changes but actually understanding how to work through it and that's the whole point of ppc live uk yeah there had to be a plug because i was plugging it all through the chat last week i decided to hold off till the near the end so for those who have lasted through to this stage i'd like to tell you about ppc live uk happening next week thursday we've got four amazing speakers petya who has already shown me her slides it's amazing i'm so excited about her not trying to convince you about actually showing what the opportunities of using broad match as a match type is like as we're saying we need to prepare for the future we might get to a future where broad match is the only match type available do you understand how broad match can work for your brands yet? If not, come on Thursday next week. There will be three more speakers who will be talking about ROI, B2B brand structure, customer and value, and, and more where there's going to be Christmas festivities stuff. I'm thinking mince pies, maybe some crackers. I love that. Let's get a bit of jokes between people to get some networking, interesting networking going on. That will be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Tickets are only £16. But yeah, if you go to ppclive.com, you'll get the links. Or oh, there's already a a buy ticket functionality right on my homepage. So check that out. But yeah, I hope you found this chat useful. I hope you join us on Thursday if you want to continue this chat to talk about what tech mess that we should be looking forward to or to be preparing ourselves for. That'll be on Thursday, 5 p.m. GMT, 12 p.m. Eastern time to talk about that. If you have any useful contributions to what I've talked about today or corrections, please let me know. Check me out on my Twitter handle, which is at the, uh, the Marketing Anu or on LinkedIn. We have the PPC Chat Roundup group there. We'd also be great for any longstanding or brand new listeners to give the podcast a review. So yeah, to, it will help with the growth strategy, give an indication to other people that it's worth a listen. So please go to Spotify through the link l-i-n-k-t-r-e-e dot com forward slash ppc chat underscore roundup and you will be able to see all the links where you can just leave a rating it takes a few seconds i promise you finally remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface so keep your swans kicking bye and speak to you next week mm-hmm.